Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Ask Jamin. I'm Nikki Willis, and I'm Jamin. And today's topic is if the real estate market crashes, is Vegas too big to fail? That's a good question. Now I've got notes. Okay, are we ready? So interest rates just recently rose to five and a half percent with more rate increases expected to come before the end of the year. Sales prices continue to climb, which combined with higher interest rates is causing some buyers to be priced out of the market. Mm-hmm. On top of that, inflation is rising at a rate much higher than wage increases. And it seems like a crash a bubble burst or at least a market correction is on the horizon. But with all that's going on, it's Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. Tommy, too big to fail? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Here we go. So before we get into this very heavy topic, which thank you guys so much for being here, we want to remind you to make sure you subscribe, hit that button right there down below, and make sure you hit, what are you doing? It's a fishing reel, like you fish, you oh my. like a reel, I'm sending the fishing reel out, and then I'm reeling in the subscribe button, which is right there. I am so sorry about that, guys. I'm really, I'm sorry. Okay. All right. Um, just, just hit the button. Just hit the button down there. Thanks. Okay. Um, but thank you so much if you have already subscribed. Man, you guys are awesome. We love your comments. So make sure you comment below. Uh, we try to me- make sure that we message you back. So definitely comment below. And this will be an interesting topic. We want to hear what you guys have to think about this. And um, we are watching it very closely because we are in real estate. So uh, this definitely hits close to home for us. We were in real estate in 2009. uh, So we've seen a lot of things and we've seen the market do its thing. And so this is a a really interesting subject. And we're talking about Vegas, Mm -hmm. the entertainment capital of the world. Is Vegas, if the market does crash, and it does, hypothetically speaking, if it does, is Vegas too big to fail? So when we're talking about if the if a crash happens, mm. which nobody has a crystal ball, no. nobody knows for sure. No. We'll talk about it a little bit at the end. But here's some things to consider. So me, I like economics and I like mm-hmm. data. So I go back to data. So you're a numbers guy. Yeah. So here's what happened uh, in the past. Here's some things to consider. So when the market crashed before Mm -hmm. 2009, um, Vegas was one of the cities that got hit the hardest Mm -hmm. because Vegas is still and was and still is a fairly new city. You know, it wasn't built in 1899. Um, so we had a big uh, growth, you know, 80s, 90s, early 2000s. Vegas was basically built and got more established. If we look at history, Vegas was hit 
one of the, the hardest as far as when the market crashed before. Another thing is to consider is if you fast forward all the way to what recently happened, mm -hmm. it didn't cause a crash, but when COVID happened yeah. and the pandemic happened, our whole city was shut down. Yeah. And because our city was shut down, we still, even though we have a lot of different things going on now, we're still heavily reliant upon entertainment, right. tourists, things like that. So mm -hmm. when we shut down, no travel, no tourists, and things like that. So when COVID happened, which was a big thing, um, it wasn't a market crash, but it's equivalent to a big change. We had the highest unemployment rates in the country. We were like number one, teeter-totter between number one and number two. Yeah. So here's what happened in the past. So the market did crash 2009. Vegas got hit really hard with um, foreclosures. Yeah. Um, and then when COVID happened and the shutdown happened, pandemic, uh, we had the highest unemployment rates in the country. Right. So we look at what happened in the past and you kind of say, oh, well, is this going to happen again in the future? So um, a lot of our uh, city's income revolves around tourists and travel. So when people have less money, oh, yeah. they spend less money on entertainment, they spend less vacations Absolutely. and different things like that. So that's something that we definitely want to consider is if something things get tight, mm -hmm. first thing that you tighten the belt on is things that you don't absolutely have to have. Entertainment <laughs> and going on vacation. Yeah, your so. disposable income. Um, I mean, if you don't have disposable income, there's really nothing else that you're you know gonna do. So events, weddings, um, got canceled, people stopped traveling, the mm -hmm. whole nine yards. So yeah, absolutely. And people were getting laid off. Yeah, for sure. So that's what happened in the past. So let's talk about what's changed from when the market crashed before and even, you know, COVID. So what's changed between back when we did have a crash and now with as far as our city is concerned. Okay, so, um, so one, yes, we're still definitely the entertainment capital mm -hmm. of the world. Yep. Um, shout out to us. If you haven't been here for a while, you should come. It's pretty dope. We've got a ton of things that are being built, uh, being bought, and it's a lot of fun. And so maybe you might not move here just yet, mm -hmm. but definitely come down here and maybe spend a weekend, have a vacation, something like that, and, and bring the family because Las Vegas, you know, it's kind of been known for that adult entertainment, nightlife mm -hmm. and everything, but it's actually become more diverse um, and become more family oriented. You also have more businesses um, that are being established out here that mm -hmm. are not in the hospitality industry or not in the entertainment industry, and True. thus diversifying um, the um, the income, the the demographics, and things like that. Um, you know, when you have a city that is heavy in one industry, you know, it's really hard if something happens. Um, we saw that with Detroit. Right, yeah. Detroit, you know, Detroit Motown. was Motor City, right? Yeah, Why was it called Motor City? Because, at all, you know, all the cars uh, were being built there until, you know, they found that it was going to be cheaper overseas and they offshored all that, all those jobs. And the whole city didn't do quite well for quite some time. Oh, and then um, they started using technology. Well, and then, yeah, and, and then, too. yes, <laughs> very true, very true. I mean, they still have, um, have much of that there. And so you started seeing massive layoffs. 
Um, you know, you see that in uh, coal mining um, towns. Mm -hmm. When they're done, you know, mining the coal from there, then what else does the town do? So I think um, Vegas is doing a good job of understanding, hey, we can't only be nightlife or entertainment um, or hospitality. You know, we, we need to have more diverse companies um, that are coming in, bringing more diverse people, diverse incomes, et cetera. Yeah. So I think that's definitely has changed. Um, we talk about this all the time, sports, yeah. sports. Sports is such a huge draw for cities. And now, I mean, even in the past five years, we've added basketball teams. Mm -hmm. um, we've added, so we've had the, we've added the Knights, the Golden Knights. We also yeah. now have the Silver Knights, which is the minor league mm -hmm. hockey team. This is a huge hockey town here. We've got, you know, we've got UFC here. People don't even talk about that. We've got USC, we've got, um, you know, the Raiders are here, lacrosse. I mean, you, uh, the aviators, the baseball team, we're yeah. looking at getting another MLB team here. So, yeah. and, and being primed and prepped for an NBA team. Yeah. So sure. um, the the next five years are going to be pivotal, I think, for this for this city, mm -hmm. um, as far as the, the draw from the sports teams. And when you have professional sports teams, you have that loyalty. You have that, that buy-in from fans that become uh, residents because yeah. of that loyalty from, you know, sports and, and all that stuff. So sports does make a difference. And even just 10 years ago, when that crash happened, um, we didn't have, we didn't have that. that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that didn't Well, we had UFC and boxing still. But yeah, but yeah, all these all these teams and sports and things like that have come in the past about five five or seven years. Yeah, um, so, so any, that. any city that has a sports team makes it more balanced, especially when mm -hmm. you have like heavily relying on tourists. Of course, people come from out of town to these sports. But you take like where we come from, the Midwest. You know, even though the team sucks, people still gonna root for it. Go to the Browns game. They are gonna go to, uh, mm -hmm. they're not the Cleveland Indians anymore. But people love their sports, yeah. especially they rock with the home team. Whether yeah. they're good, bad, ugly, whatever, it gives local people something you know to do, and it's not relying on out of town you know, people for to do. So sports from professionals all the way down to Pop Warner, Pee Wee, mm -hmm. uh, makes, uh, makes any city of more of a balanced um, town. Absolutely. Yep. Um, so another thing that has changed, um, iBuyers, mm -hmm. uh, hedge fund companies that uh, in 2009, when the crash happened, and really no, no residents or people that were purchasing uh, homes as their primary residence, that wasn't happening. But what was happening were, were these large hedge funds, hedge fund, hedge fund. I cannot talk today. Hedge fund companies um, buying up a lot of properties. Yeah. So we had access inventory when the real estate market, you know, went down. Yeah. And it was like, you know, it was way more properties than buyers. Yeah. And, you can, and they could buy it for pennies on the dollar. Yeah. They could buy. Um, <clears throat> You know multiple properties from one bank for even less than that because they were you know maybe taking 10 or 15 properties off their hands mm -hmm. um, you had a lot of people taking advantage of that um, back in 2009 2010 all the way up through to almost 2016 you saw a lot of that um, people were still doing or banks were still doing short sales mm -hmm. heavily doing short sales and um, 
we've explained that in some other podcasts, but basically, essentially, a short sale is asking the bank to uh, settle or take less than what you owe on on the property uh, when you once you sell the property. So they take a loss. Um, hopefully, you won't have to take the, a loss when you short sell a property, but it's a lot of paperwork. It's a long process. And so these companies were essentially making it easier for, for banks to offload a lot of the inventory that they had gotten because of foreclosures. So, yeah, yeah so a lot. Uh, so that was happening in the 2010 era. And what has happened now is that, you know, the uh, federal government has stepped in to put a lot of things in place um, protecting homeowners from being foreclosed on, um, you know, working with uh, homeowners. You know, if, if a homeowner goes now, if a homeowner goes in default now, they really just ain't been, you ain't been paying nothing. <laughs> because, I mean, like, I mean, truly. Well, a lot of people have so, equity now. So, well, yeah, they you know, have equity now. foreclosed on, you may be behind, but you won't be upside down. Right, they'll, they'll just sell it. Right yeah, they just say, okay, well then yeah. you can sell it. And then and then nobody takes a, a hit or a loss. So, um, so now that has also changed in a way that um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, helps. Oh, yeah. Like if if the market does crash, you know we're not at that two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten where you know you you can get a home for pennies on a dollar. And so if you are waiting on that, you really need to listen to your professionals <laughs> and hear what we're saying. That I've already told you, the interest rate just increased again. They're planning on more interest uh, rate increases. And so if you're waiting on that market to crash where you can get a home for pennies on a dollar that's not what you should be looking for so that's what's been changing over Mm -hmm. time Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, another thing i want to point out is another thing that's changed is like i said before las vegas is still relatively a new city Mm -hmm. so back when we had the crash before builders were over building so you had a bunch like when we first came here yeah we saw vacant 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 unbuilt house unfinished house and so they aren't building at the same rate as they were before because not that we're landlocked. We're not landlocked no. by any sense, but builders aren't building at the same rate as they were before. So it's not like just mass producing of properties mm-hmm. and if something happens, it's going to be all these empty, ba- available, empty available vacant, houses. Yeah. So builders mm-hmm. aren't building at the same rate um, that they were before so you don't have like all this access inventory that we had before but i think it's something also to consider while we're looking at interest rates and um you know those of you who are looking to build or who are uh, well let's just talk about who who are looking to build and what people are looking at as far as the supplies that are needed to build. So mm-hmm. um, lumber was an issue this time last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that still has an effect on everybody today because what was going on was you had these long wait lists of people that instead of wanting to uh, purchase a resale, they wanted to build something new, but then there was a lumber shortage for quite some time. Material, still, period. Yeah, lumber, material, windows. windows doors, yeah. Um, so uh, that has also had an effect on the real estate market uh, to where you're not quite sure what your house is going to cost until you're very well into the process of mm-hmm. solidifying and, and purchasing 
what your supplies are and things like that. So um, I think that's something to consider when you are looking at purchasing, especially now, or not purchasing, excuse me, unless you what you're looking at as far as building, especially now. So, right. so well, yeah. Sure. All right, so now let's, okay, so we've looked at kind of what's happened in the past. We've looked at uh, what has changed, but if we're going to talk about is big is too big to fail, we really need to look at what's coming in the near future um, to to really answer the question, is Vegas too big to fail? Right. Yeah. So one thing I want to point out is when you consider the city of Las Vegas and you compare it to other cities, mm -hmm. before we were kind of just looked at as entertainment and a tourist town. Yeah. So now the things that we've added, we've added the things that regular cities have. Mm. So on top of being a regular city, having the sports teams and stuff that regular cities have, yeah. on top of that, we're the entertainment capital of the world. Yes. So that's something that you want to consider. And then when you add the normal things to entertainment, and now we're going to talk about what's still coming in the near future. Yeah. Um, that's something to consider. So um, what's coming in the near future? Um, we have, it's part of the Venetian, it's called MSG Sphere, and it's shaped like a huge dome. Yeah. So that is coming. It's currently being built. Um, I think it'll be done next year. I think so. Uh, it's a music year. and entertainment uh, venue where you can have concerts, you can have entertainment, um, and it's part of the Venetian and it's right in Paradise, right by the Las Vegas Strip also. Mm -hmm. So in addition to these things that draw um, tourists and it's entertainment and things like that, you also have to think it's a huge source of employment yeah. because they need employees to run their place all the way from CEOs to managers to janitors and everything in between. So it's a source of um, employment, yeah. you know, and it just adds to our already um, our capitalism and um, our economy in the city of Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's coming. That's already in the works. Yeah. Um, oh, I posted about um, another building that's being built in the Blue Diamond area mm -hmm. that is going to be a basketball arena, I believe. Yep. Um, and that's coming, that's going to be a couple years, but that's yep. coming as well. So I have notes on that. So that okay. company is called the Oakview Group. Okay, Oakview. So they acquired 25 acres, and it's going to be a sports and entertainment entertainment district um, uh, uh, hotel and casino so it's like a three billion dollar project and it's already basically equipped to house an NBA team mm -hmm. <laughs> so even before an NBA team comes it's already equipped to house an NBA team should they decide, should they decide? to come here so um, <laughs> you know so that's uh yeah, that's in the Blue Diamond area. Mm -hmm. So that's music, that's sports, that's entertainment, and it can attract the NBA team coming here. Mm -hmm. And I love, we might as well just talk about the elephant in the room. And that elephant in the room is short-term rentals. Y'all know we've been talking about it. Uh, if you have been watching any part of Las Vegas news or anything like that, you know that uh, July 1st, 
uh, short-term rentals will be legal for the entire uh, city of Las Vegas. Um, it's already legalized in Henderson, but there are actually spots in Las Vegas in particular that where it's not legal at this moment. And so mm -hmm. there are over 11,000 illegal short-term rentals <laughs> um, right now. Uh, it's So that is definitely coming July 1st. Right now, what um, is going on is city council and uh, investors and residents are kind of going back and forth, deciding on what the proposed rules and regulations are going to be. Right. Um, some are very favorable for investors, some not so favorable. Um, some are favorable for uh, residents, some not so very, not so favorable. Um, so we're definitely keeping a, an eye out on it. But just the, the fact that short-term rentals uh, will be legalized and um, they'll, be able, they'll be paying taxes. Uh, as a matter of fact, hospitality taxes, which are a lot higher, um, the, and it'll be passed on to those who do stay there. But, <laughs> um, but they'll be paying taxes. Um, they'll be bringing, you know, again, more people. Um, the, and it's a way for smaller investors to get involved and to create another source of income. So um, people are very polarized on this topic and people are, oh, some people are on the fence about it. But I think if you are looking to get into real estate um, in, on any level, I think it's definitely something to consider. Um, now, the price of the home and interest rates and all that stuff, you gotta be smart and you need to hire a professional realtor to help you with that. Um, so that you don't get into something that you can't uh, you can't use, but I think it's very advantageous to look at that and maybe consider doing short term rental or having a short term rental as um, another source of, of income if you're interested. Yeah. Yeah. So those are the things that are kind of on the horizon, things that are changing, and what's affecting the real estate market mm -hmm. um, in Vegas. Is Vegas too big to fail? I mean, listen, like Jay said, we don't have a crystal ball, but I think there are some things in place that uh, that the government's putting in place, that businesses are putting in place, um, and that even small businesses like us, we're making moves so that we can position ourselves to to be profitable, to, to maintain when the market does do a dip, or, or worse, right? So it's very important to position yourself. I think at the end of the day, it's important to position yourself so that when the market does do this, because it always does, right? The market's like a roller coaster. Sometimes it does make you throw up, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, but when it does dip, you want to make sure that you are positioned to take advantage of where you can. And if you need help with that, we'd be happy to help you. Go ahead and put a comment uh, below and let us know also what you think um, that the city of Las Vegas is in position for or maybe not in position for, maybe that we yeah, haven't talked about. I just thought about it. Vegas oh. is like Thanos. It's like when you add the, the local thing, mm -hmm. it's like the last infinity stone. It's like Vegas is like, like Thanos now. Mm. With the infinity stone, yeah, it's like all this, like all it. of the stones. Got it. Okay, yeah. We watched. We've been watching Marvel movies this week. Can you tell? It was that was good though. It was really good. Um, 
Somebody please put in the comments below that you got that. They got it. Okay. They get it. Okay. It's only you. They get it. Let me Thank y'all for getting it. Thank y'all for getting it. We appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well yes put it in the comments below we really want to hear what your thoughts are um if you think the market will crash what do you think may happen um at the end of the day we are following those numbers and um what we do know is interest rates have increased and that they do plan to increase them more so i will say this until i'm blue in the face right make sure that you are on the right side of the rate uh, our broker put out something before we leave. Our broker put out a chart um, that really shows how interest rates change your buying power. Mm -hmm. And at the beginning of the year, this year, 2022, if you were able to afford something that was $800,000 because of the interest rate, you're now more able to afford something that's $600,000. So it does change your buying power. And what you want to make sure you do is that you are purchasing so that you have the most buying power. If you are able to purchase now and you want to purchase now, definitely do so. Definitely give us a call. Put it in the comments below. We would love to help you and make sure that you are on the right side of the rate. Anything else, babe? Besides Thanos. No, what, it is okay. one more thing. So okay. just yesterday, mm -hmm. um, and this is another thing. So this is like a different kind of thing, but mm -hmm. it's still relative. So Formula One Racing, they just recently entered into a deal to buy 39 acres um, east of the Strip. So oh, now, racing? Race cars, yeah. Wow. So now, in addition right. to sports, that's a totally different crowd. You got your mm, football, baseball, something, but you got your NASCAR racing people. That's a totally different demographics of people. That's like basically having like the Kentucky Derby, you know, having a the Derby or something like that here yeah. also. So wow, yeah, yeah, that's a whole another thing. That yeah, if they get at it. The more the merrier, I say. How about the more that? The more the merrier. The more the merrier. And if you want to move to Vegas, we would love to help you. Go ahead and put it in the comments below. Or you can hit us up at the thewillisteamlv.com. Uh, we send out emails twice a month. If you want to be a part of our email list, go ahead and go to our website. Click on that button. Make sure you sign up. We'd love to stay in touch with you. But for now, make sure you have a wonderful week. And we will see you next time. Bye.